laid into the path of Elder Costa as well. Back for Dallas. This will be some goal. Yeah! Typical Leeds United. Stuart Dallas on the end of a wonderful move. And Leeds United have surely made it safe. Best toe poke he'll ever score. That goal and a clean sheet meant Stuart Dallas ended the game week as the highest scoring player with 17 points. Slightly annoying for me since he was my differential captain pick for the game week, but I just didn't have the corners to see it through. Welcome back to the 38th. It's the Mega Double Game Week 26 episode and let me get straight to it. Despite not captaining Stuart Dallas, I did captain Bruno Fernandes for a handsome 24 points. I'm very pleased with that. With over 60% ownership, captaining him effectively made him a differential, so I got one over the other Bruno owners. I was at 59 points prior to the Leeds-Southampton match, and that match alone gave me a total of 24 points from four players, an average of six points, so that was a good night for me. I know many have triple leads and also captaincy on Bamford, so they probably ended up with more points from that game. Cheers to you guys for that. Diaz and Sterling also returned for me. Um, so that gave uh, my total score of 83 for the game week and a healthy green arrow up to 750k. My third green arrow in four game weeks. So I hope that continues. Wanker of the week. Uh, no surprises. Uh, Danny Ings. Blanked in both matches of the game week. Definitely very disappointing, especially if you captain him. Uh, to be fair, nobody realistically expected any returns from him in the Chelsea match. It was always the Leeds match that any attacking returns were expected. And unfortunately, that was the match that Hassan Huttel decided to rest Ings. He did come on as a second-half sub, but couldn't do anything to affect the score. So what to do with Ings now? Well, I'll talk a bit more about Ings later, but Southampton do have another double game week in 27. And that's against uh, Sheffield United and Manchester City, so he could be a worthwhile keep if you don't need to move him out this week. Players who caught the eye in game week 25, um, a regular mention in the podcast since uh, game week 19, and also everyone's current FPL love crush, Harvey Barnes, another attacking return for him, a goal and an assist. He is currently 13% owned, but given the sudden interest in Barnes, I do expect that to be closer to 16 or 17% by the deadline on Saturday. Rafinha of Leeds, um, a goal from him via a well-executed free kick. His sixth FPL attacking return in, a, in the last seven matches for him. Unfortunately, Leeds will only play once in the double game week, so he may be on many people's bench this week. Rashford with a goal and an assist against uh, Newcastle. And finally, Richarlison with his second goal in as many matches in that win over rivals Liverpool. So, double game week 26. Uh, 17 matches will be, will be played between Saturday this week and Friday next week. So, it will be a very long game week. I'm sure many are not a fan of these kind of game weeks. I know I'm not. Um, when you're doing great, then fine. But when you didn't start the game week right and you're just hovering above or below the average, then waiting for the game week to finish can be torture. 
But the positive thing is that there are matches playing every day, so hopefully we all can see good progression as the days pass. But if you don't have the stomach for it, best is to just switch off and check back on Friday. I've started to just switch off from FPL for extended days, and while I've not been one who lets FPL affect me too much, I do tend uh, to spend too much time checking my team mid-game week for no good reason at all, uh, probably hoping that my points increase every time I check it. So switching off has been very refreshing. Three key matches this week that I'd like to touch on and uh, before I move on to selected differentials for the double game week. So the first matchup and key players I'd like to talk about involves Leeds versus Villa. While Leeds do not have a double game week, Villa themselves uh, play Sheffield United in this game week as well. Villa without Grealish, uh, we've seen it last uh, weekend. They were definitely not their best. There was no coherency in their gameplay and approach and every attack seemed rushed. While with Grealish, there's this composure and finesse in their attack. And against Leicester, this was indeed lacking and Barkley also struggled to impose himself. If Grealish is indeed out for an extended period, it's probably best not to hold on to Villa assets at the moment, except Martinez of course, but I would reconsider the set and forget plan for Martinez in goal. Villa assets for me um, is a wait and see. If Grealish is fit, then I'm likely to hang on to Grealish and Watkins. But if he's out, then I'm likely to avoid at least starting any Villa assets uh, because they do have a blank in 29. So out of necessity, I may just keep them and not transfer them out. For Leeds, uh, despite playing just one game this week, I wouldn't brush them off too quickly. Just take game week 25, for example. Uh, took them just one game to turn the game week around. Players like Rafinha, Bamford and Dallas are probably um, the highest owned um, Leeds players uh, at the moment. And if Grealish is indeed out for the game week, it probably strengthens the case to actually start Leeds players or play the bench boost if you have Leeds players. Um, which nicely brings me to this question from last FPL. Who is considering uh, bench boosting this game week because he owns Dallas and Sufal uh, West Ham, from West Ham? So he's asking, what is a good score to aim on a bench boost? Uh, to answer that, let me just look at my current bench uh, in, for game week 26. I have Pope, Vestergaard, Rafinha and Creswell. Um, let's just assume Pope only plays one match this week. Um, would I bench boost this particular bench? And the answer is yes, I would because I expect Rafinha to get some sort of re attacking returns and I would want to get those points. Anything I get from the rest is a bonus. Um, is it the best way to apply the chip? Probably not, but I've learned not to set targets for chips, partic particularly bench boost and uh, wild cards. So as long as there are attacking returns from the bench for me, I'd say it was worth it. Uh, should we measure success based on a minimum score? I think if you do that, you're setting up yourself to be disappointed. If you have two players who you think would return points that week, I would say go for it. Play your game. Look at your team because chips are very team dependent. Um, if only one return, um, return points, I'd say it's still a win because the extra point that you that you earn is one that you wouldn't have gotten if you didn't play the chip. Everton versus Southampton. Um, this is the first match of Game Week 26 for Everton who play West Brom next. So there's definitely added encouragement for FPL managers to get one or two Everton assets this week. 
Southampton, uh, we know, are not in a good place right now. Uh, they are definitely not giving out the same vibes of the team that impressed earlier in the season. Vestergaard, despite the argument that he's tall, um, hasn't had a goal since uh, game week 11, although he was also out for an extended time through injury. They've considered 22 goals since game week 19, including nine against United. That's almost three goals a game. So probably best to offload Southampton defenders, in my opinion. Ings, for me, is one that you can consider starting this game week. Um, I'm not a fan of Everton defence, so Ings still could prove to be a shrewd differential in the sea of double game week players. But of course, it all depends on who you already have ahead of him. But I wouldn't be too quick to offload him just to bring in a double game week player. But if your move is to upgrade a striker, uh, upgrade to a striker like Calvert Lewin or Kane, uh, and Ings is the possible transfer out to get either one, then yes, do it. But if you're looking to replace Ings with, say, Jesus, or for the sake of argument, Maja or Martial, I probably wouldn't. Uh, Ings is the kind of player who can just pluck a goal from thin air, so don't be surprised if he outscores many other double game week players. Um, Everton, Covered uh, Lewin should be fit. Um, a brief cameo against Liverpool, uh, but he still ended up with an FPL assist in that one. Uh, despite only featuring in 21 games this season, Kevin uh, Lewin is currently fourth overall for shots on target and has been afforded 21 big chances this season, which is third overall, third highest overall. He's also facing West Brom this week, um, worst defence in the league, so that should be reason enough. Uh, Richarlison has looked more potent recently, but I don't think you need another Everton forward if you are already going for Kevin Lewin. James Rodriguez is probably the next best Everton player to consider, but only if you just want to go against the green. And of course, if you don't already own Barnes or Madison, that is if uh, Madison is declared fit, uh, which after recent statements uh, from uh, the Leicester camp, suggests that he may miss the game week or at least one of the matches. But I'll touch on this uh, a little bit later. Um, Rodriguez could be an option to replace Grealish if you need to make that move. Um, he has had a stop-start season, no thanks to injuries, but I think he has a good chance to make good in terms of FPL points in double game week 26 against two very questionable defences. Uh, my only concern about Rodriguez is that uh, one, he tends to drift out of games uh, more often than not, and two, he does not complete 19 minutes, uh, at least not in the last four or five game weeks. He tends to be the one sacrificed uh, when uh, Ancelotti needs to reorganize the team mid-match. So always a concern if your player doesn't make it past 60 minutes uh, to give himself a decent chance of an attacking return. And finally, Burnley versus Leicester. Um, straight to the point, um, Harvey Barnes and James Madison, my two key transfer in this week with my two freebies. Um, the issue now is that Madison pulled up injured in the weekend, so that could turn me off from both him and Barnes uh, because Leicester probably wouldn't function well without Madison. Not as dependent as Villa are uh, on Grealish, but it would definitely affect their outputs. Um, latest update gathered from the Leicester camp is that Madison is consulting with a few specialists uh, on that hip before they proceed with any recovery options. Um, looking very likely to miss the weekend at least. Um, doesn't bode well for Leicester offensively, so could dampen the mood over Barnes and Vardy as an option in this game week. 
earlier this season when Madison was eased back into the team, we've seen Pratt and Perez try to fill that void. But both are currently out through injury, so it probably leaves uh, Tillemans or Under to play in that role behind Jamie Vardy. Not sure if they'll be as effective as, effective as Madison, so a lot of uncertainties there in my opinion. Uh, wait for more news uh, just before the deadline, but I don't think we will get much clarity in any case. Um, personally, I'm very unlikely to bring in Barnes this week if Madison is still a doubt. Um, Burnley, very tight defensive organization, and they have Nick Pope too, so losing Madison will definitely half uh, Leicester's chance of getting a result, getting a result here. But assuming Madison is fit for the game week, then I definitely think on current form, Barnes and Madison will continue to excel for Leicester. Uh, Barnes himself, uh, Barnes himself especially, um, 39 points in 5, third highest behind Bruno and Gundogan. 10 shots in the box in the last 5 matches, so he is really getting himself further forward for Leicester. And his recent goal against Villa is an example of that. He was alert, he was active and making enough good movements in the final third. Not the first time I'm raving about Barnes, and probably not the last. Uh, could still be a decent punt without medicine, but probably best to lower your expectations. Uh, Burnley differentials, uh, or differential, um, a 5.7 million option, Dwight McNeil, uh, provided an assist against uh, Leicester in their opening match of the season. Um, just one assist in the last five, but he has attempted seven assists and created two big chances for Burnley in that period. Uh, which is the second most among Burnley players. Um, he would be a very handy enabler to have at that price. Um, Leicester themselves are not uh, also quite suspect at the back, um, so I can see Burnley giving Leicester a run for their money. McNeil is also on corners, so a Ben Mee goal off a McNeil corner is something you can look forward to. I spoke of uh, some differentials uh, from those key matches, but who else are other differentials uh, for Game Week 26 that we can consider? Uh, Lukman from Fulham, uh, third for attempted assist in the last five, uh, scoring one goal. He is third for shots on goal with 15, and eight of them have been in the box. Um, just 1.5% owned, and Fulham do play in the blank uh, Game Week 29 against Leeds. So goals could be on the card for that one. Um, this week though is Crystal Palace, uh, not the best defense. And they also have the London Derby against Spurs, so anything can happen in that one. Um, I do like his chances against Crystal Palace. Uh, he's also someone you can easily bench in the coming weeks, um, who will allow you to play 3 for 3 because, his, uh, because Fulham's uh, fixtures are definitely not great after game week 26. The Wolves pair of Pedro Neto and Ruben Neves. Uh, Neto forced for attempted assist uh, in the last five. One goal and one assist in that period, while Neves has two goals and one assist. Um, tough, to, tough second fixtures against City, but before that, they will face Newcastle, whose last clean sheet came in game week 21. Also, those two, um, among those two, I would prefer um, Pedro Neto as he is the more advanced of the pair and is also on corners. Uh, Wolves is currently on a mini revival, uh, is unbeaten in the last four, and Neto, in my opinion, has been integral to that. Uh, Luke Shaw, no player has attempted more assists than Luke Shaw in the last five game weeks. 
He has attempted 18 assists and produced uh, four assists in that period. It means for every attempted assist, he'll get one in the bag. Um, Chelsea is probably going to give away chances. Um, Crystal Palace definitely going to give away chances. So Luke Shaw could well be the John Stones of this game week. While United may have difficulties uh, keeping clean sheets, they do have eight this season, including a nil-nil against Chelsea earlier in the first half. Um, it is Shaw's underlying attacking numbers that make him the standout differential of the game week. Um, he has improved his overall game this season, um, has taken over corner duties, his crosses has been on point, and defensively has produced, he has reduced errors in his game. So I'll put my money on Shaw to have an above average game week this week. Uh, Marcus Rashford going into the game uh, in great form. Two goals and three assists in the last four, including the two returns against Newcastle. Crystal Palace is probably his best chance of getting another haul, but I wouldn't discount United scoring against uh, Chelsea, so hopefully he'll have a hand in that. At 9.6 million, slightly pricey. Um, slightly pricey for a straight swap for Grealish or Madison, but if you have the cash to splash, then Rashford at 12% ownership is still a differential that you can consider. Um, I didn't mention Lucas Dean or Ricardo Pereira before was uh, when I was speaking about the key matches uh, both are involved in. Um, I do believe there are good puns for this game week, especially Pereira, who we saw paired up with uh, Castagne on the right side against Villa in a more advanced role. Um, yet to be seen whether Brendan Rodgers would continue playing him there. Um, Dean and uh, Pereira are two defenders who are probably at a very awkward price range, um, especially considering their outputs so far this season. And of course, Pereira has missed the majority of the season through injury and is just getting back into the team. Um, I believe the always cheating guys called it price prohibitive, and I definitely agree with that. At $6 million, definitely a huge investment to make on defensive players, uh, despite their tendency to be on the offensive and provide attacking returns. Um, they are, to me, luxury buys, and players like Dean can be very frustrating to own. So I advise to jump in at your own peril. My plan for the game week, um, two free transfers this week. And as I mentioned earlier in the pod, my top two transfers are Harvey Barnes and James Madison. Uh, for Rafinha and possibly Jack Grealish or Raheem Sterling. Um, Sterling, I don't fancy much because his outputs do not match his price, so I have no problems uh, moving him out. But again, I'll refrain from uh, making any transfers until I get more news on the medicine injury situation. Um, if not, my other options uh, or plan B would be to bring in uh, Calvert-Lewin for Cavani, who is flagged, and Marcus Rashford for Sterling. Um, and possibly hang on to Grealish. Um, I'm very likely to play 3-5-2 if I do bring in Barnes and Madison, with Inks starting ahead of Cavani, or 3-4-3 if I go the Calvert-Lewin-Rashford route. Um, Rafinha will keep his place and Grealish will drop to the bench. Captaincy candidates for game week 26. Uh, for the first one, it will be a very unorthodox uh, captain pick. I'm backing this week. Luke Shaw, bold, I know. Uh, four assists in his last five. Uh, Crystal Palace ranked third for goals conceded from set plays. And Luke Shaw takes corners and sometimes indirect free kicks from the left. 
So that is uh, one match that I'm targeting. Uh, with no chips to play, I've come to that point of the season where I need to start considering going all in every game week to try to maximize my rank jump. If it isn't sure, always captain Bruno Fernandes, I say. Um, a boring and safe pick. Almost everyone and their cat owns Bruno, but captaining Bruno would make any returns a positive thing for your rank, as opposed to it being just a rank shield if you only owned him. Gundogan uh, probably due another major haul. He seems to be that kind of player who plays low for two or three games before coming out with ridiculous numbers. Wolves and West Ham um, can't see them containing Gunawan. Kevin De Bruyne is back, but I don't think that changes a lot. Uh, best to not overthink that, as the way Gunawan plays, uh, he'll always be in and around the box for attacking moves. The out there captain pick for game week 26 or differential captain. Um, I did mention Luke Shaw just now, but this is one that was voted by the folks on Twitter. Um, Stuart Dallas with 17 points so was the differential captain pick of Game Week 25. So if you captain him, uh, cheers and well done to you. Um, this week, shortlisted were Luke Shaw, James Rodriguez, Harvey Barnes and Marcus Rashford. Unsurprisingly, this round of votes, 47.6% uh, of them went to Harvey Barnes. On current form, I'm all for this. Um, He's 13% uh, owned. Um, active managers in your mini league uh, probably own, owns him or are planning to bring him in. So captaincy on Barnes would uh, definitely set you apart. Um, nine goals, uh, five assists for the season. Two goals and two assists in the last two. You really can't argue with form like that. But of course, like I said earlier, the medicine injury could half his chance of any returns. But you do have two bites at the cherry if he blanks the first match. Well, I guess I'll talk to you next week. Um, that's it for this week's episode. As always, thank you for listening and I hope you enjoyed the episode. Please follow the pod on Twitter and on any streaming platforms that you are listening the pod on. Good luck for the double game week. May your arrows be green and points be in the 200s. Cheers! <laughs>